from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, June 22nd, 2012. This is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios. I need to find a new intro. I'm bored of that intro. It's my own doing. It's my yeah. own fault. Is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hi. Yeah, you're thinking about I'm something picking. I can do to spice it up, aren't you? What do you Maybe that should be the question the of the week, week of... this week. What can I do to spice oh, up the intro? There you go. All right. Maybe we already got it. Yeah, that's good. To her, to Damn. boom, we're done and we're, we're done. out. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Best podcast ever. <laughs> they got their money's worth this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting to Maya's immediate left, but around the corner of the table, Calvin Kearley. <laughs> like that. Hey, really everybody. Like next to me. They're yeah, kind of, they're kind of catty corner. <laughs> so I want us to start off with with telling everyone I have a really bad headache, but I took something. So I'm hoping by the end of the podcast that my headache's gone. So I'd like to just check in every now and then. And give you an update on the headache. What'd you take? Your head's being squeezed by an, a slightly too small Boston Red Sox hat. Wait, wait, it's, it's gotten it shorter. It doesn't matter what size the hat is. It looks horrible on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no doubt why Maybe you're having you a headache. you guys are giving him his headache. All right. If, if you had a Yankees hat on that hat. All right, Mr. Winning Streak. <laughs> so, so right now, my head hurts. So just check in later. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the healing powers of the podcast will will make the headache go away. It, yeah, I feel. I'm. You know what? I'm feeling better already. <laughs> Let it cascade through your earballs into your aching head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the skype line, the headache's back again. <laughs> <laughs> just got a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> On the skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. <laughs> Stop deforestation. <laughs> That's for Jungle Bird. He, he did something for all of us and took the snooty old U.S. Open golf tournament, which is there anything more snooty than a golf tournament? And also Bob Costas. Who acts like every, you know, guess, what, guess what's going to happen again next year, Bob Costas? Someone's going to win the U.S. Open. And guess what's going to happen the year after that? Someone else is going to win the but acting like this is some reverent memorial service. Okay, have a little fun. There's a guy in a hilarious hat doing bird calls. Okay, am I right? Did anyone else think that guy is totally awesome? Uh, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. He goes by Jungle Bird. If, <laughs> no one knows, if yeah. the listeners don't know what I'm talking about, which I don't see how it's possible at this point, it's been like a week. Just do a YouTube search for Jungle Bird. He was a guy who interrupted the uh, uh, winter ceremony at the U.S. Open <laughs> doing bird calls. Unexplained. Oh, boy. And, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan. And over here on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael's name. Hello, friends. We have a great podcast in store for you today. Uh, we talked to one of our favorite groups from Brooklyn who happen to be pastors, The Welcome Wagon. Mm-hmm. It's coming up later. And... W- probably the most important segment we've ever recorded in our almost seven years of doing this podcast. Coming up later, we give you, our listeners, important life advice. You've been writing in all week through all of the social media and the website asking us or giving us your big life quandaries. And we, the podcast crew, are here for you. 
to help you through your problems. Such questions as like, how do I get rid of a headache? <laughs> right. You listen to the podcast. Yeah, turn the volume off on your headphones. That's how. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's coming up later. You won't want to miss it. Also, coming up at the end of the show, a huge announcement. Now, last time I said this and kind of teased the end of the show, ended up being Micro Monday. A good day. $22,000 raised. Good cause. Great. This announcement, very, very different, but very, very big. So you're going to want to stay tuned. At the end of the show today, we are going to tell you something very, very exciting for us. Or just fast forward to the 55-minute mark. Well, see, I suggested people do that the last time, yeah. and I regret it. I say, listen to the podcast. <laughs> just trust us. Yeah. You're going to want to listen. Let the anticipation build. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I'm not going to tell you right now. Right. I can tell you right now. Yeah. Then you can turn it off and go do the thing that you're, we're all excited about. You're going to go check it out. Yeah. No. We want you to have to build the anticipation. Go through the journey. It'll make it that much more special. It's like waiting for your Christmas gifts on Christmas Day. Right. Didn't you used to, but didn't we all like try and find our presents? Yeah, I always did. I actually got really, really good at um, removing the uh, uh, tape without any damage. You unwrap them? And, and would look at the, oh, would open that it so and look wrong. at the end of the box and then. That's brilliant. Reconnect it. That's brilliant. Yeah. I always knew what I was getting. I always. Would, you would. can steam it. If you get mm-hmm. like a little bit of steam, loosen the tape, <laughs> take a look. Why did we do that? I don't know, and it'll ruin Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, my parents would be all excited to like see me open something, and I'd be like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah. don't do that to the podcast. Right. You're going to ruin right. it. Don't yeah. ruin uh, Don't ruin this episode for yeah. yourself. Just trust us. And we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can... We can. see the analytics. We can look at the server and see who's fast-forwarding. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We will block you from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but at first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, the 26th. Why do you even bother? The, I kid you not. Okay. I'm okay, just going to tell everyone that you are about to be ushered into an amazing era of music. But literally, these were the only albums coming out this Are you week. serious? I'm dead serious. Okay, here we go. Linkin Park. <laughs> what? With, with Living Things. Maroon 5. I'm, I'm on the edge. Maroon 5 with Overexposed. R. Kelly. Write me back. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm in prison. The Offspring. Days go by. This sounds like the VH1 like top twenty five countdown on Saturday morning from nineteen ninety eight. Right, right. Uh, Everclear <laughs> with Invisible Stars, Blues Traveler <laughs> with what? Susie cracks the whip. Literally, Lincoln Park, R. Kelly, The Offspring, Everclear, and Blues Traveler are all releasing albums. On Man, the same Spin Doctors really dropped the ball, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they missed their window. <laughs> they missed their window. <laughs> And uh, yeah, wow. So nothing's coming out then. (laughs) No, our pick of the week, Mindy Smith with Mindy Smith. Here it is. That was really out of place with the rest of the lineup. It really was. <laughs> yeah, not enough people name albums after themselves anymore. That's true. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Who's the first to do it? I think like Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash. I think they did it. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Cash did with Cash, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're putting all the time and resources into making an album that you think I should buy, the least you can do to show your confidence is name it after yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just own that thing, man. Just own it. Go Jungle Bird on that. <laughs> <laughs> Going Jungle Bird is when you just own something. Just own that moment. <laughs> just look right in Bob Costa's face and say, lighten up, dude. <laughs> this ain't the Olympics. 
Look at the hat I'm wearing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I think I, here's another reason. I, I know he's like an activist, you know, that I, I don't know a lot about deforestation. Uh, but I do think the world needs more comedy. And even if he didn't have a cause, even if he was just doing it to do it, it's awesome. Right. Because we need more comedy in our world. And he provided some. <laughs> <laughs> Movie release is coming out Friday, June 29th. Ted. The abysmal atrocity known as Ted. Can't wait. Starring Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Seth oh. MacFarlane, Mia Mila Kunis. Can't wait. The Talking Teddy Bear. Midnight tickets it's already gonna, purchased. It's going to be amazing. It's 3DD. I'm going dressed as a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Someone want, who wants to be Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> I, I'm going shirtless. Only yeah. in tidy whities Right. <laughs> I think a little coffee just came out of my nose, by the way. <laughs> That's good for headaches. How, yeah. how, how, creepy, how creepy would it be if someone super pumped out of this movie showed up only in whitey tidies carrying a teddy bear? <laughs> at midnight. At midnight. Be good. He's, like the, he's like the only guy in the theater. That'd be a good Halloween costume. Yeah. If this movie does well. Yeah. Which yeah. it won't. Or it'd be even funnier if it didn't do well and no one got the reference. <laughs> at all. You know, I'm Mark Wahlberg from Ted. Remember Come that on. movie this summer? No. Remember start off as Calvin Klein model? Come on. It's a high concept, you know. <laughs> just go as uh as just random other Ted's. Ted Danson? Ted Nugent? Ted Turner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go as the Nuge. We go go yeah. with like scraggly long hair, a sick guitar, and heavily armed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to go shirtless to a movie because you're excited about it, you could also see this next one. Magic Mike. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Starring Channing Tatum. You are yeah, not going to see that. Just drop the teddy bear and go to the next theater. <laughs> yeah. Right you're good. You got, you got your outfit for the whole evening. <laughs> when that preview came on TV the other day, I just turned and looked at my wife and I just looked at her and I shook you're my welcome. head and I said, no. Oh yeah, no. just no. <laughs> I don't get who the target audience for that movie is. Cougars. Yeah, who's gonna go see that? I, I'm going with cougars. Lots yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, lots of girls. You think you're the target audience? I'm not gonna see it. I know, but like, who but is it? Like, you have friends who are like I excited have friends about who it. Are excited about it? Stop it. Yeah. From your book club. No. Oh. Who? Is there a Just book like version? <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is the book it Magic Bike. Okay. Yeah, it's a pop-up book. Like, ooh. Yeah. It's, it's animated on your book. on your Yeah. I, your you come out of the movie and be like, oh, the book was better. <laughs> uh, also coming out, people like us, uh, Chris Pine, Elizabeth Banks, Olivia Wilde, where I think it's the, isn't that the one where he gets the inheritance yeah. and he has to give it to her, but he doesn't. Looks like it's trying it. to be too touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. It looks like they fall in love, which is weird because they're brother and sister. And she doesn't know it, but anyway. And uh, our pick of the week, Medea's Witness Protection. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tyler Perry. Eugene Levy. You could also go this shirtless and it would somehow make sense. Ted Nugent loves the Medea movies. (laughs) He's a a big Tyler Perry fan. Yeah, big. Just you laughing at your own thought makes me laugh. Okay, I'm, I'm just laughing at the cons. I've seen so many commercials for Medea's uh, witness protection, and the concept sounds like a parody. It's just it's so perfect, you know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, movies that you know we we've endorsed here on the podcast, last week I saw several people tweet that they were going to go rent Spinal Tap after listening to the <laughs> show. Good, they, it's a, Eugene Levy's in that too. 
<laughs> so they can watch that and then go see Witness Protection. Yeah, go yeah. See, go have a Eugene Levy marathon. What's <laughs> Final Tap and then Medea? No, but Final Tap is. A, I'm glad that people enjoyed us uh, recapping that scene because it's a great film. Yeah, I actually watched it. I don't know if it was that night, but uh, um, no, yeah, I think I watched it some night last week. Just late at night, I couldn't fall asleep. I found it on Netflix and uh, I, I went through it. I did not know the amount of weird cameos that are in that movie. Which at the yeah. time, they were just extras. No? Yeah, but now, <laughs> today, I guess you could call it cameos. That's a good point. Um, like Fran Drescher, yeah. isn't it? Dana Carvey, Billy Crystal. Oh, they would have been big at the time. And they're all kind of like one-liners, just background, but they're there. It's very random. And the movie yeah. still stands up. It's hilarious. Yeah, oh, Fran Drescher yeah. asks, you know, they, they have a like a vulgar album cover, and right. she tells them it's sexist, and they can't figure ro- out what's wrong with being sexy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what's wrong with being sexy? Yeah. <laughs> no, not sexy, sexist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Lots of, lots of hilarious scenes. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. This week's podcast is brought to you by Amp Movement. Through lyrics that flow from the fountains of their faith, Amp has touched the hearts of their listeners with a sound like no other. Check out their album Glory Songs, available on iTunes and Amazon July 29th. And for more info, check out ampmovement.com. You're listening to Ascend the Hill. The song is Inheritance from their new album. We like us in the hill. They're good. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the heavy with what makes a good man. That's a great song. And the answer, what is the answer, Maya? What is the answer to what makes a good man? I don't know what makes a good man. You don't know? You should. That's awful. <laughs> they have to be at least six feet tall. He's so 5'11". Tall. That takes out, <laughs> takes out pretty much every Christian music artist. Yeah. Uh, saying you have to be 5'6 yeah. takes right. out every Christian music artist. Right. Well, all right. You have to be at least five feet tall. I think. Okay. <laughs> what about the little there. people? They could be good men. Oh, that's true. I think. I think a good man is passionate about activism, like deforestation. Actually, does something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man right there. A man pursues his passions right there. Stands up exactly. for what he believes in. He's not afraid of Costas. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's Costas going to do? A good man is not afraid of Costas. <laughs> Costas isn't even five six. He's not a good man. He's not really afraid of him. Like if I see Costas one day, I'm just going to push him really hard, just because I'm a good man. <laughs> I'm not intimidated by you, Costas. I'm going to borderline assault you just to show how unintimidated I am by Bob Costas <laughs> for no reason. See, this is this one's for Jungle Bird. <laughs> I'm gonna do like Alec Baldwin did to that photographer to Bob Costas if I ever see him, and just says Jungle, just say Jungle Bird says hello again. You'd have to say caca. Yeah, I would give the Jungle Bird call, and then accuse Bob Costas of single-handedly perpetrating deforestation around the globe. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, there's a, an agency in the UK 
that was very concerned with what they felt like was the up-and-coming population uh, lack of knowledge about food and farming. Um, basically, they said that they, they believe that the generation that was born in the 90s, so like 16 to 23-year-olds uh, were their target in this, uh, don't really have an appreciation or knowledge of where their food comes from. And they said, you know, that's probably not the, a healthy healthy thing. You know, we got all these problems like, uh, you know, obesity and malnutrition, you know, maybe they should have some appreciation for, for farming and just, uh, the natural places where food comes from. So, um, they interviewed these young adults and 40%, they said they consider themselves pretty knowledgeable about food comes from, but the results were pretty shocking. Um, 40% were unable to link milk with the image of a dairy cow. What? Almost 40% did not know bacon comes from pigs. No. Well, where did they think it came from? Uh, it doesn't say. It just the says they, they didn't. <laughs> they, they said uh, there was a, a percentage. Let me see uh, what the percent was. Uh, it, it was a, a significant percentage thought that eggs um, came from wheat. What? What? That, that, that <laughs> eggs were somehow a crop. 10% uh, couldn't uh, link them. Uh, to a hen, but thought they came from uh, a, a crop. Uh, there was also a lot of other uh, shocking lack of knowledge when it came to agriculture about what vegetables actually were. Um, so, if anything, this tells us that uh, we don't know. Uh, unfortunately, the young generation just didn't know a lot about food. So, I was trying to think of what is a food that I didn't know where it came from. You know, hmm. and the only thing that I could think, because you guys, everyone, I mean, Chad, you're a vegan, so you'll probably uh, have a knowledge of, you guys, all, we all know what hummus is, right? Yes. Because yep. at first I thought about it, I was like, what, wait, chickpeas. what is hummus again? It's chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Tzatziki. Everyone has it on their, on their heroes. Really? Or a pita pit. You don't put tzatziki on there? No, I've never even heard that, that word. Is. is it like a plant-based something? You got, okay, so, so, so you're at <laughs> pita pit, Right. 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 Or a hero stand. Maya won't go to Peter Pit because she says it smells like bathroom. Smells like a bathroom in there. Really? Yeah, it's that's the tzatziki. Well, man, well, actually, the that's, tzatziki. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. Well, and and then she, but we still went, even though uh, you know she protest. But then we had a, a guy working here part time whose other part time job was working at Peter Pit, and he told Maya never eat at Peter Pit. Really? Why? Because he Pita knows Pit's what delicious. He knows what happens. At, or at least Pit. the one that was here. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't ask the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. matters. But yeah. the one specifically at the corner of so and so. The one store number 405. <laughs> the manager is Frank. Owned by. Yeah. <laughs> Phone number. That's the one you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. Yes, not to libel them, but. Right. The GPS yeah, coordinates, I'm not by trying the way. to spread dirty rumors about a specific business, <laughs> but you're telling me we should not go to that pita pit for health reasons. You know, well, I mean, they should have named it Pita Pedestal then. I mean, it's a pita pit. What are your expectations, mm. you know? Yeah, at the you're bottom of a pit, you can think it's pretty dirty down yeah, there. You're probably reaching into like a dark void and just kind of blindly searching for whatever pita remnants you can get out of the pit. Yeah, it's true. So what's tzatziki, Jesse? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, all right. Have you guys ever been uh, like... In like a city where they have like a hero stand where they got one of those big things of lamb like rotating on one of those lamps like you a little street a, meat. You mean a euro? Yeah, a euro. A hero stand is a, a subway. It, yeah, it's 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 spelled on the sign like gyro. Right. 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 Yeah, but but I'm not Greek, so uh, <laughs> you can say however you want. It's all Greek to me. Uh, so 
it's it's that like uh, sauce, that kind of white sauce they put on the the heroes. Oh, okay. oh. sure. You know what I'm talking. About? It's kind of yeah. sour. The wonderful sauce. That's what I call yeah. it. Can I have a side of wonderful sauce? Yeah, yeah it's tzatziki. Oh, I thought it was like a creamy, uh, just a creamy sauce there, a creamy Greek sauce. <laughs> well, where does this creamy Greek sauce come from? It's a uh, it's a recipe that they that they make, <laughs> just like they make the special sauce at McDonald's, where right. it's a little chunky, it's a little creamy, it's a little flavor. So I would, I'm going to go with some mayonnaise, some relish, and some I'd say uh, some Greek some yogurt, cream, in Greek there. yogurt. And Maybe some, some butter. Oh, some Greek yogurt might be blended in. A little butter. butter. I will salt? say that no. one of you is correct, and it's by a strained yogurt wow. from from sheep or goat milk. Mm. So, I, I, my point is, you know, I don't, I, I don't, you know, blame these UK kids too much. Yes, I know where eggs and milk come from, but I mean, I had to look up tzatziki. So, <laughs> well, in the UK, they I don't would, really. I have... would look a fool to the Greeks. That's all I'm saying. In the UK, they don't really have like fields of amber grain. They don't know. They right. don't have songs about like all their food, <laughs> where all their foods are in their land. Plus, I mean, is that are those ten percent really wrong? I mean, because haven't you heard of the eggplant? Stop it! Stop it! No, <laughs> Got a so. point. No. I mean, come on! <laughs> Stop it! They're I like, mean, how do I know when I'm eating an right. omelet whether these it's came my from the favorite type of parmesan? Eggplant. I don't know. Surely. Eggs grow in a field. <laughs> I'm eating an eggplant right now. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed an eggplant this morning. So. Oh dear. With a side of bacon, which I don't know where that comes yeah, from. It's a mystery. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they knew it was a meat bacon. <laughs> right. Hmm. You know, it's just. I guess the animal. Uh, I, mean, on- I, I would say. I would guess probably most of them would say it's it's cow. You know, like they think all yeah. meat is cow. Sure. Yeah. So the UK education system has failed them. Is what we're coming. I guess to. they didn't have the pyramid growing up. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, that was, I know. They've I changed thinking. our pyramid yeah. like several like, times since we were kids. Yeah, it's like stripes now. No, it's a plate. Yeah, and, and like the what they told us was a lie, basically. Wait, hold on. It's a plate. How do you know this? Google Google food chart. It's a the plate. The food chart that I I know is is still a triangle, mm-hmm. but the stripes. It's like it's, vertical it stripes. changed, and now it's a plate. It's a plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep changing it, and it's confusing everybody. So how they call it a food pyramid? So that's why I only eat gyros <laughs> with strained my, yogurt sauce. Yeah, my, my diet is like seventy percent tzatziki now. <laughs> I have terrible breath. Okay, okay. <laughs> if we're talking about um, unknown delicious white sauce, uh, what is the white sauce at the Japanese stir fries? You know what I'm saying? Those are the, what Japanese stir fries are you going no, to No, 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 no. You know yeah, the white sauce. The white sauce at, at any of them. The Benihana's and the Kobe Steakhouse, all those where they do the, the knife tricks yeah. and they do the volcano with the onions. They have soy sauce in front of you and white sauce, and they call it white sauce. And it's what is it? delicious. It's the most amazing sauce ever. Better than tzatziki or what is What is this exotic elixir? You know, my always orders the double white sauce. She didn't want to waste any room with the soy sauce. Or we just don't know. It's a mystery. We just it's, don't know what it is. It's one of the great mysteries. It's like mayonnaise. Google, Google it's it. Another question. Somebody of the Google week. it. Somebody Google it. What Google is what? the Japanese steakhouse white sauce? What is it made? What's of? the Mexican restaurant white sauce? What is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Is that Probably sour cream? cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, they, no. They bring out the red sauce. Okay, you go to like one of these like dive Mexican places. You're right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they bring out your. Always start you with chips. Okay, you get you get a bowl of tortilla chips. Right. And you get a bowl of the red sauce and you get a bowl of the white sauce. No, you that's sour mm. cream. That's no, yeah. no, dude, it's not sour cream. It's like a sauce. And if you're with somebody and it's really annoying, I hate when people do this, they dip. Not only do they double dip, but 
sometimes I don't want the white sauce. Sometimes I just want the red. They dip in both, and and it's like this nasty mixture. Have you guys ever experienced that? Oh, pink sauce. Yeah, pink sauce. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't even know what white sauce you would possibly dip a chip in that's not sour cream at a Mexican restaurant. I've never queso? experienced this. Is it queso, Jesse? No, it's, it's, no. it's not. It's not cheese. It's it's a white sauce. Okay. I, Does the I, waiter I, like? Flee, when, can I plead to the listeners here? <laughs> so you're saying I'm saying they're saying there's a Japanese white sauce. You're saying there's a now a Mexican white sauce. There's a Mexican. We okay, know there's a Greek white sauce. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's called Rafiki. Wait, no, that's the that's the monkey from Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listeners, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if tweet us uh, at relevant podcast if you've been to a Mexican restaurant and had the white sauce. So I'm not I'm not I just out on a limb here. When I found it online, it's under the search term. Mexican white sauce. So <laughs> that's all they got. Yeah, I think that's what they no call it. No one's come up with a better name for it. Uh, it would be Mexicano Blanco Sasso. Right. El Sasso. And I'm just and like I said, I'll, I'll just throw right. this out there and we can El Blanco you know, Sasso. That's what it's called. Blanco. We can move on from the El Blanco Sasso topic. But if I'm ever out, if I'm ever out to lunch with somebody that's listening, including people on the podcast. And we go to a Mexican restaurant, and they bring out the white sauce and red sauce. I, I'm not, a, I know, I'm not offended by double dipping. If you take a bite, dip it back in. I'm not afraid of your germs. Do not dip the chip in the white sauce, then the red sauce, and mix them. That's all. Keep that's them separate. Keep them se- they come in separate bowls for a reason. They do come in separate bowls for a reason. So you're you're for segregation, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> do you like ketchup with your mayonnaise? Because some people do that. Oh, that's called the special the, oh. sauce on the Big Mac. Yeah, it's ketchup, uh, no mayonnaise, thanks. and relish. Thousand, yeah, Thousand Island. Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. No, thanks. No, no I don't do that. No, no thanks. But you know what does go good together is ketchup and mustard, like on a hot dog or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever thought about inventing ketchup and mustard together <laughs> in one container? Wait, I think you told this story on the podcast one yeah, time like a year have. ago, but you, you probably should bring it back up, Jesse, because it's a brilliant pretty, you're idea. You're pretty passionate about this idea. But, you, but, so, but the problem with your theory is that you would be forcing a 50-50 ratio on everyone, or... He if you like, squeezed in different parts differently, you may be pushing out a little more of the other, and then you right, come up. Usually, you want you less come off, mustard than. Ketchup. But you come off off balance on the at the end of the bottle. Nope, you, it says on the bottle. Please shake well. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear as day. Big bold letters. Can't miss it. If if you don't get the fifty fifty ratio, it's not my fault. So, you're so, the one who shake it. Okay, so what you're envisioning is something that is a bl- an orange sauce that is a blend of ketchup and mustard. What I was envisioning was kind of like a split down the yeah. middle. Oh, right. 50-50. No, that, I was thinking of a swirl, like a vanilla no, chocolate well, You're swirl. like two tubes inside? Well, yeah. I right. saw, I've seen this. Like it has toothpaste like that. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, like that crest gel. Right. I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking the, the kind that has the red and the white stripe in it. Right. What's that? Fre- fresh something? What if, you, what if you did this? What if you put all the condiments? Okay. So let's say this is this. I call this like the ultimate. I'm, I'm just off the top of my head here. The ultimate hot dog sauce. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like a jar with ketchup, mustard, onions, relish, all mixed in, and you just spread it right on the uh, hot dog. It's how, all in there. How do you keep the onions fresh? There's lots of preservatives in yeah, there. Yeah, so there's got to be a, preser- <laughs> a ton of sodium and preservatives. Yeah, it's really bad for you, but you get equal years. parts. So if you tuned in uh, for the Welcome Wagon, you have now come into the sauce zone. Um, wait, wait, wait. All right. Our, our semi-annual... I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and go on Shark Tank. Our semi- me, and, me and Cuban are going into business together. Our semi-annual <laughs> sauce episode. Oh, man. All right. Uh, moving on with slices out of the sauce zone. Actually, I'm going to keep you right there. <laughs> yes. 
because uh, this past week in Australia, some some kids broke into um, a shop and stole two gigantic tubs of mayonnaise. Oh, well, they wanted to make ninety two pounds. They wanted to make some Mexican white sauce. Yeah. So. How many what, pounds? What was their motive? 92 pounds. Wow. That's a lot of mayonnaise. They haven't caught what, them yet. What was their motive? Hunger? Ha- <laughs> right. <laughs> they haven't caught them yet. So, you know, the they, boys are on skateboards. They, they are. Uh, <laughs> they're survivalists. Yeah. And that's for they their know. bomb shelter. They You could live for seven and a half years on 92 pounds of mayonnaise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, forever. they're probably like most uh, people over there in Australia. And they had like a surplus of 50 pounds of French fries. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. They, 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 they like to dip them into they dip them mayonnaise. In mayonnaise. Yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's oh, kind of over disgusting. there. They do that. Have you noticed whenever he says what he's really proud of, he kind of repositions his chair <laughs> oh, and he yeah. makes unbroken eye contact with Chad? <laughs> you like, got to sell it. <laughs> so, so listen to this. If I, if I can get this room behind me, the listeners will follow. <laughs> so I have a pithy statement. <laughs> yeah, um, I need like a, a, like a little closer to everything I say, like a top hat or like a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I just make a little gesture at the end. <laughs> a little tip of the hat at the end of your little... I think you should get one of those uh-huh. whistles and go... <laughs> <laughs> in cartoons. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That has a little, little uh, uh, yeah. bar that you pull out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a name for those. But. <laughs> slide whistles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. need a slide whistle. Right. Because that'll translate audio-wise, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> because the listeners no, and I can't appreciate the the you know, body language, but we can appreciate a slide whistle. <laughs> Working on it. You can appreciate the body language in Magic Mike next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Theaters <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, hot, hot news on um, Ohio, Northern Ohio, is that there is a thief who comes in with a, a black hoodie. So and you're walks, bringing the crime beat. I'm bringing the crime beat on yeah. food. He comes into the same gas station and he's and he's stolen over six hundred dollars worth of Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups. Wow! What? <laughs> or Reese's, I always say Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's but butter cups. Say okay? it again. Do it again. Reese's peanut butter cups. There you go. I like Reese's Pieces peanut butter Six hundred dollars worth. Yeah. Well, how do they know and they, this? They can't catch him. They like. Well, how like, do they know? The, he keeps the people he's like, the really fat guy running down the road. <laughs> <laughs> he can't run. He says can't the run. same Waddling man. down the road. They should be able to catch him quite easily, actually. They say the same guy. He comes in. But by the time the police get there, he's gone. So I guess they're not. Oh, they're not allowed to stop him. They're probably not allowed to stop him, maybe. So much the police have a stakeout for the Reese's yeah. peanut butter cup. Well, this is breaking news. It's in, It's you know. It's on the web. So. Well, you know what? It's probably hard it's to happen. to prosecute him because technically there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wait, no. Wait, wait. How do you eat? You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> How do you eat your Reese's? Uh, I don't know. I always think of the uh, the Halloween commercial for that, and it's like the 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 Dracula mouth mm-hmm. bite out of it. That's how I eat it. <laughs> I, I eat it yeah. around the edge, and then I. No, you don't. Yeah. You, Every you time. know what the worst part of being a Reese's, uh, a Reese's peanut butter cup thief would be? Like if they're chasing you, you're like, oh, I got to dispose the evidence. And you eat them really fast. And you <laughs> yeah. accidentally eat that brown paper that's around <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is, There is no worse feeling in the world than you're like, oh, dude, this Reese's is going to be so good. Especially if it's one of those mini Reese's that you can eat in one bite. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those like the great. fun size one. You pop that thing and you start chewing. You're like... Wait, what, something ain't right here. Oh, man, I got that wax paper. <laughs> I really like Reese's. Just you saying. want some right now? <laughs> All kinds of in Reese's. In previous eras of the podcast, we would talk about things. We, we, we recorded uh, in the early years in a very hot room. 
uh, a ramp underneath our parking deck, mm-hmm. a closet, if you will, dank, <laughs> hot, unair conditioned, <laughs> and we'd be a sitting pit. there, a, a, pit. Pit. a pit, a pit, a, a pit, pit. pit, if you will. That's where they make their sandwiches. Yeah, it's where they store their white sauce. <laughs> no, where they <laughs> store the tzatziki. <laughs> the, uh, and we would sit there halfway through our hour-long sweat fest and uh, and just be longing for cool refreshment. <laughs> hour-long sweat fest is actually how they describe Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> very similar. Yeah, the very second similar. act of Magic Mike. Right. <laughs> very similar. Um, and we would long, uh, as we recorded, for tr- treats like uh, Frosties from Wendy's, things like that. Mm. Oh. Next thing we knew, listeners were sending us treats. Like people stopping yeah. by the office with Frosties just to say, "Here you go, thanks," and and then and then that we, that we got bold and we just started talking about other treats that we would enjoy, and so the people would mail us stuff from all over the world, various treats. So right now, I'd really love a mellow mushroom pizza. Yes, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Our office is located at <laughs> right by the pita pit. Yeah, right by the that you're not supposed <laughs> to go supposed to. to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so maybe Maya, maybe uh, your words of I, I would that. really like some Reese's pieces will fall on kind ears. Yeah, we used to have people. We went through a stage of wanting weird things, and people. Would well, send that's us how really, it evolved, right? Yeah. yeah, they would send us exotic foods from around the world. Well, because we would thank we would thank them who sent us things. We would eat them because we were. Famished Trusting. and sweating, and then famous with unknown origins. <laughs> and so then people started sending us odder and odder things, so we would eat them. And uh, usually Adam was our our test kitchen. Um, <laughs> he would pretty much ingest anything that people sent him, including dry. Do you remember like dried shrimps and stuff? It yeah. was, yeah, it was some. The, the weirdest stuff came from the UK, though, if I recall. But well, because they they don't know where that stuff comes from, <laughs> right? Right, they don't know anything about food. All right, what do you have, Calvin? Well, uh, first of all, my headache's a little better. <laughs> so good um, to know. Yeah, I'm not 100%, but um, I appreciate your prayers. Okay, um, I'm bringing back, uh, wait for it, podcast listeners, I'm bringing back the Asian beat today. And, uh, but not, not, not the Asian beat down. Not the Asian beat down. Yeah, yeah. That just, is different. Just clarify. We've yet to... To present that. Okay. Uh, today's Asian beat. A noiseless karaoke uh, is uh, now a product coming out of, um, it doesn't say, it just says Asia. They're covering their bases. Um, but uh, they've come out with a noiseless karaoke. And yes, that's right. It's a noiseless karaoke machine. Uh, the design is simple. It's a muzzle. And you kind of put it over your mic. And it's like a mute cup that connects to uh, your iPhone or iPad. And uh, you can now sing your heart out without anyone hearing. <laughs> uh, the Mute Cup contains a microphone and uh, like a polyurethane, you know, so it's reducing the noises. And uh, it fits around your mouth perfectly. Uh, you should see it. I'll post it on the podcast. It's, it's weird and disgusting. Um, but it contains all the unwanted sounds, making sure that it, uh, it, 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 you only hear it in your head. Wow. No one else has to hear it. It's a noiseless karaoke Pretty mic. Pretty That's awesome. one of those. What? Yeah, I was yeah. like, there's a lot of pop singers that could. So, it, it, like, auto, it auto tunes you or something? <laughs> no, it like it covers. So you can sing as loud as you want, but no one else can. No hear one else you. can hear it's it. It's like the cone of silence. But wh- yeah, but then don't sing. But oh, but like, if you, but you, you have got the music in you, you got to get that out. Yeah, yeah, you got to get it. Yeah, out. It's, it's like, like it's doing like karaoke. 
Well, no, this is for like personal like home like karaoke. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. You, you live with other people. Yeah. You, yeah. But the rhythm is going to get you. It's this 2 a.m. Yeah. and the bar closed <laughs> and you go home. You're like, you know what? I need to do me some more karaoke. Yeah. You you, you heck this up in your, uh, into your iPhone or your iPad and you don't have to bother your neighbors. It's the equivalent of playing guitar with a glass cage around you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to prove your point, like no one really needs it. Uh, even the shyest person in the world wouldn't need this. I think most people won't spend the money, personally. <laughs> did you just add a little editorial at the end of your I report? Did. Yeah, <laughs> I like to. You just you just want Andy Rooney on. Us. <laughs> yeah, you Andy know Rooney. What the thing about this karaoke thing is, <laughs> no one's gonna buy it. Too soon, Jesse. Too soon. <laughs> What's up with this medicine? It's half cotton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, the Welcome Wagon. You're listening to Beach House. The song is Lazuli. It's from the new album Bloom, which they uh, stole from Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. It's a cover album of the uh, original <laughs> Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. Audio Adrenaline classic. Yeah, their Bloom. take on Big House is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the Welcome Wagon is a gospel folk indie band from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Uh, the group consists of a, a Presbyterian minister, Vito Ayudo, and his wife, Monique. Their debut album, Welcome to the Welcome Wagon, was produced by their friend, Sufjan Stevens. They've just released their second full length called Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices, which we have been streaming on the drop at relevantmagazine.com. Their first album, you know, is eclectic and just really cool and broke out and people loved it. It was recorded over the course of eight years in various venues, which is really interesting. But this one was done in five days at a library. Uh, the library of an old rectory in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Five days. I didn't realize that. Very different. Our very own Heather Croto recently spoke to him. Here is Vito Ayuto of the Welcome Wagon. I'm not fine and you're not fine and we're not fine together. I'm not fine and you're not fine and we're not fine together. I'm not fine and you're not fine and we're not fine The, the last album that Welcome Wagon put out was in 2008. Yeah. How have you spent your time since then? <laughs> well, Monique and I both have full-time jobs. I'm a pastor and Monique is a preschool teacher and we also are parents. And so we've had plenty to do. You know, we've always loved doing Welcome Wagon ever since we started doing it. But at the same time, it's always in some sense been... I don't want to say a side project, but it's one thing among many that we do. And so because of that, it's not something we can always put right at the forefront of what we're doing. So we've been doing lots of things and uh, we've been playing some and we, you know, we, we've really uh, grown in our love of playing live. So we've been playing some live shows in that time, but we've also been doing all the things that make up our life and just about anybody's life, whether it be 
having friends over or going to church or doing our job. So it's been all of those things. The strife is o'er, the battle done, the victory of life is won. The song of triumph has begun. Obviously, the other half of the Welcome Wagon collaboration is your wife, Monique. How have you seen um, the evolution of your music grow as you've been married longer and you've mm-hmm. you've grown as a as a couple and as husband and wife? Yeah, that's a great question because it's I think Monique and I working together in this music we found to be more and more is a, just an extension of our marriage. It's an arena in which we communicate. It's an arena in which we find ways to love each other and then also because it means so much to both of us it's also an arena which conflict comes up and we have to be faced with the question of whether we are we going to forgive each other are we going to be compassionate to each other are we going to be gentle with each other when we hurt when we rehearse when we record when we play live and i feel like that has come to the fore more and more because we've been doing it longer and um and it's taken on more of a life of its own when we put out the first record and even before that, the Welcome Wagon was really much more of a, I don't know, I, I mean, I hesitate to even think that we thought of ourselves of a band, as a band, you know, until maybe the first record came out, just because it was something that we did together with friends. You know, Sufjan would record some of our songs. It was a very much just a kind of in-house, in-home project. And, and now that it's taken on a little bit more of a life, then it means, you know, not that we're any more serious about it. It's just that there are there's a little bit more investment of our time and our effort and and trying to think of it now a little bit more as something that we're collectively doing together as artists. And being in a band with somebody is pretty intense. And so <laughs> when you're married to somebody that's in the band, it's even maybe a little bit more intense. But I'm, we're both really glad of it because Again, it provides us a way to answer the questions that God asks of us, which is, are you going to serve this other person? Are you going to love this other person? Are you going to submit yourself to this other person and, and care for them? So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a question that we get asked, not not by people like you. That's not what I'm saying. We get asked it of God, I think, every time we play and every time we rehearse. I know that my Redeemer lives. What joy this blessed assurance gives He lives, He lives Who once was dead He lives my ever-living head Your music obviously evokes a lot of traditional um, evangelical structures and traditions, even down to the format of how you put the album together. But that being said, the the music itself is very untraditional and progressive. Do you think that dichotomy comes from the fact that you weren't brought up in the church, so you have this this early upbringing where you don't have that that church influence, and then now later in life, you're obviously immersed in it. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. That's a good question that I don't know if I can entirely, I don't know if I can answer it accurately. In terms of the way we make music and how I write it, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm even that thoughtful about it to say, I'm trying to make it sound like this. I I sometimes do that, but in some ways it's just sort of intuitive. And so 
maybe that is answering your question. You know, I guess my intuition doesn't stem out of a rich history of knowing the hymns of the church or knowing church music that much. I mean, it really comes out of, I mean, when I was growing up, I mostly listened to the Beatles and I listened to, um, you know, my mom and dad's records and they were kids of the 60s and 70s and I listened to their records. And so, you know, if you split my head open, it's the Beatles and ELO and all these kinds of, you know, bands from the 60s and 70s and stuff. So I guess that's kind of what I just intuitively write is kind of pop songs and, and those kinds of things. But I'm not sure. I, I know that sort of theologically I love the structure and I love the beauty that a lot of what the church provides and the rest of it that, that comes out of me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know where it comes from. He is the one who has saved us. Music is inspired by very old writings and manuscripts. Why do you think you gravitate towards that basis for ideas? Probably a couple reasons, and not any particular order. But one is, I, I, when I was learning to play the guitar, I uh, I didn't really grow up that much in the church, so I didn't really know that much about church music and even somewhat rudimentary hymns. I didn't know the melodies too, and so some of the first gospel songs and hymns that I played. I was making up music for them right from the beginning because I didn't know what the music was. So that's part of it. And I just kind of got on the track of doing it and I, I did it, you know, I just kept doing it even when it was songs that I knew or I, other times I would just intentionally do it. Another reason is, <laughs> you know, I, there's so many, so many theologically rich hymns and gospel songs that have been lost or that are tucked away somewhere in history or on the internet or somewhere. And I really love going and trying to rediscover those and unearth those and give them, you know, new clothes to walk around in. And I guess the third thing is, I I mean, I preach a sermon almost every week. And so I'm writing a sermon and I sometimes get sick of my own voice and the things that I have to say. And so as I was writing, as I was really growing to love write, writing songs, I loved the idea of just letting someone else talk, you know, someone else write the lyrics. Um, I've even implored a few people that I know to try to write lyrics for me because I like writing lyrics and there's a number of songs on the new record that I wrote the lyrics to, but at the same time, writing lyrics is hard and it's, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a particular gift that I think I sometimes have, but I'm really always ready to, to sing somebody else's songs, especially if I trust them, especially if those words have a weight that I can embrace. That was Vito Ayudo of The Welcome Wagon. Check him out at welcometothewelcomewagon.com.
You're listening to Morgan Page featuring Angela McCluskey. The song is In the Air from the album In the Air. Tonight. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> it's calling. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and the drum fell just went through my head. Like, that's all I can. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then Mike Tyson air, air drumming. <laughs> that's the image. For yeah. <laughs> okay, so for your feedback. For last week, you guys have been writing in and uh, asking us questions. Now, some of you followed instructions. Some of you actually <laughs> heard what we wanted to do here. We want to know your life questions, your, 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 the big things you're struggling with, things we can help you with and give you advice, our best advice. A lot of you wrote in and just asked questions, which have nothing to do with what we're trying to do here. So pay attention next time, people. Uh, first of all. That's, your, que- your questions will be answered nonetheless. That's, but. that's your advice. Pay attention next time. Uh, but End of segment. <laughs> drop yeah. the mic, walk out. Uh, you guys went over to our f- new Facebook page, Relevant Podcast Facebook page. You uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and you went to the episode page at Relevant Magazine dot com and uh told us your questions there so we can give you advice <laughs> jesse j gray asks what's the best way to give a cat a bath involuntarily <laughs> uh, <laughs> and unexpectedly preferably when it's sleeping well, i think you have to go with what the cat's familiar with and you have to give him a tongue bath oh <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's option two right? <laughs> get, get one of those big buckets that that you know you may have in your garage which why is it you know you know the big buckets i'm talking about like the several gallon white buckets sure why is it on those buckets that there's always a warning against putting a baby in there <laughs> do you guys know what i'm talking about what i'm referencing yeah. like is there an epidemic problem of people putting babies in those buckets like why is that warning on every one of those massive buckets because one baby at one time got stuck in one bucket and now it has to be there on all of them on yeah. every one bucket? baby ruined it for all the rest of the babies that's all yeah. I'm saying way to go he didn't ruin it for the babies he ruined it for the bucket owners because now every time I use my bucket whether I'm gonna throw a, a bucket of water on my cat my sleeping cat or whatever I want to use it for I have to be reminded not to put a baby in there I know that <laughs> How much of a problem is this? It's on every bucket. Noted bucket makers. Noted. (laughs) No babies in here. Got it. Um, Maya, uh, Rebecca says, should I uh, shave my head? Yeah, she should. Charlize Theron just did this. Really? For a role. And she can rock it. Hmm. Go for it. So this is a a girl asking if Mm -hmm. she should shave her head. Mm -hmm. Maya just said yes. Maya, if please she's... never shave your head. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I'm going to do a follow-up question for Maya. Chad Floyd asks, on the beach, are you pro-chest shaving or no? For women, I say yes. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> I am pro-shaving. Hairy, really hairy guy. It really. No, are you pro-shaving or manscaping? Like trimming it down. I'm pr- this, I'm okay. this does not apply no. to me because I have no chest hair. Just FYI. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with chest hair. Unless it's like... Whoa, that's a lot of chest hair. If you grow, you're, if you're, you're talking about like Robin Williams' chest hair. If you're hair, growing you're a, your chest hair all over your body, you it's need like to, a sweater. Yeah, yeah, you need to be waxing that. You need just to wax it. Really, that's going to be just a problem. Wait, yeah. so I thought the question was, uh, are you pro 
chest shaving on the beach? Because <laughs> I'd say generally no. Probably no, because if you're going to get in the water, it's going to really hurt. Yeah, you're that's have all water. A rash, and yeah, it's going to be bad. That's yeah, be. yeah, and plus, no one wants it's 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 unpleasant enough to have like sand tracked back into your car. Chest hair, loose chest hair, <laughs> no. and sand is even worse. Uh, Jesse, I think you should uh, just shave everything. Go for it, people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Full Brazilian everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I think that's an employee uh, mandate at Pita Pit <laughs> now. Yeah, now shaven. Yeah, <laughs> are you? Yeah, it's on the resume or, or on the, the application. Are you shaven? <laughs> Instead of like, are you willing to travel? <laughs> are you willing to go entirely hairless? <laughs> We've had a problem. What's, with, what's the primary it's a hygiene thing? To We've had a problem with a lot of uh, hairs accumulating at the bottom of the pit, and uh, we need to rectify that. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is by mandate of the health department. <laughs> we only have a saving. Some podcast been talking bad about us, so now the health department's have to shave our employees. They have a sign in the window now: one hundred percent hair free. Uh, hey, would you guys, uh, all right, this is my last little tangent. I'd go the there. Yeah. But when you when you're at a re- when you go to like a restaurant, I don't know if they is usually you see this in airports, but you'll see like the the sanitation grade like on a piece of paper, like hung somewhere publicly, and it's got like a B minus or B plus or an A minus or right. something like that. Right. You ever wonder what they got docked points for? <laughs> no, I just like, don't go there. Well, it's like oh, I, I feel pretty good that they're an A, but why did they get the A minus? Like what happened? That the health code people docked them points. One of like, their, shouldn't that be on there? One of their employees wasn't shaven. Yeah. Yeah. My answer to the shaving question: Go see Magic Mike and figure out my answer. <laughs> my answer is the, is the same as McConaughey's. Actually, you know, I, I to to kind of cover Maya's point just a bit ago. I say shave everything but the chest. <laughs> you know, eyebrows, just, hair, just, everything. Just leave like a little putting green go, right on your go go one hundred percent Charlie Villanueva. Except for the chest. Except for the chest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jesse uh, Preston Lanier says, uh, Jesse, how do I know when she is the one? Uh, interesting question, Preston. Um, I I can't tell. I don't know his exact circumstances, but I can tell you um, that how it happens for most people. Uh, most people are visited in a dream. <laughs> uh, yep, that's true. <laughs> uh, by a kindly elderly person, uh, an astronaut sometimes, sometimes talking lion or, or animal or jungle beast. Um, and they'll tell you a lot of things about your life at a pivotal point, including who you'll marry. So mm. try to get some good sleep and hopefully that, dream, <laughs> that your dream visitor will come. Let me ask Preston. What's his name again? Preston Lanier. Uh, when when I was at the time of of wanting to uh, you know figure out my next steps in life, I hung dream catchers all over my house, <laughs> a- including the rear view mirror of my car, a big yeah. one. So invest in some dream catchers, Preston. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Uh, there, Calvin. L O Carl J. Not to be confused with L O Cool J. Uh, wants to know when are the churches going to just all emerge already? Yeah, I saw that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> I think it is on December sixteenth, two thousand twelve. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this year. <laughs> this tw- this year. Wow! Uh, right after the Mayan apocalypse. Yeah. So it's well, it's right before twenty first. It's the twenty first. Oh, is it? It's right yeah. before. So the churches will all fully emerge right before the end of the world. Right before it will then be the emerged church. Mm. Right. It, and at 8.15 a.m. Eastern time. 
Don't confuse it with 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 Pacific time, or you'll miss the yeah, boat. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maya Sherry or Cherie or or Cherry. We're not real sure. Uh, has a question for you. She says, um, since we're all married, she needs some advice. She says uh, that she's getting married in three weeks, and she mm-hmm. is she's at a total loss as to what to get her parents as a really nice gift slash favor. So I'd love to hear any wedding day advice, tips, and stories, especially what she should get her parents. I don't think I got anything for my parents. I th- no, they got us a wedding. I did. Did I, you get is, your parents? Is getting anything? your parents something you're supposed to do? I've never heard of that. So I'd say I Sher- uh, Sherry, Sherry. I gave them photos. Like Sher- later. Sheree, don't worry about it. There you go. That's our advice. Oh, or if, if you really want to get him something matching his and her segues. <laughs> or just matching outfits, outfits. Like a sweet couple from a couple weeks ago. Sherry, yeah. what will matter most is just that father-daughter dance. Just <laughs> really just... Don't screw it up. Being present for don't that moment. <laughs> and picking the right song. You know, just think of him. Think of who he wants. And every word uh, of that uh, song. Also, segues would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and every word of that song needs to have substantive meaning of, of defining how you feel about him. There's so, only one option. What is this? Butterfly kisses. <laughs> but that's being sung in the ki- from the dad the song, to the daughter. Actually, butterfly kissing. Yeah. And we're going to give him one of those noiseless karaoke mics, and he's just going <laughs> to, like, while he dances. Yeah. He he will be he will be weeping and singing butterfly kisses at yeah. the top of his lungs, but no one will hear. It, don't worry. <laughs> They'll just see the weeping, and he has a muzzle on his face while he dances yeah. with you. It'll be beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. pictures yeah. will be wonderful. You'll remember you'll remember that moment for the rest of your life. Real advice, um, I'd say, don't worry about anything. Have somebody there that can be your person as like your runner to like deal with everything. Twenty minutes before my wedding, realized I didn't have my shoes, and you know, girls they like. Make sure you have to have the like perfect shoes. I didn't have any shoes, so I was like, eh, whatever. But someone ran into my house and got them for me. Think about if that person had a Segway. <laughs> you could have just Segwayed and you wouldn't need shoes. Yeah, you You'd could have Segwayed. Uh, have it underneath your dress so that you look like you're floating to the altar. Think how surprised oh. Cameron would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have looked like you're right out of my dream, which is how you right. appeared to me to know that I should ask you out. That's the noise oh. my Segway yeah. makes. Yeah. No, Segways are not gas-powered. That's what mine That sounds like the, 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 the ship Jetsons. from the Jessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so last one. Here we go. Uh, Aaliyah Regier. Mm-hmm. She says that. <laughs> That's how she, she says it every time. She and her husband <laughs> are looking for some good movies and TV shows that have minimal bad stuff. Do we have any favorites? She said it's hard to find something between the extremes of 40 Year Old Virgin and Left Behind. So something in between there. I would say that's where pretty much all my favorites live. Um, you can find my Netflix queue at, um, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, right? Um, Waiting for Guffman. Go for that one. Call, call the Wild Man. Been watching a lot of that lately. <laughs> yeah, TV that's a shows turtle man. Uh, TV shows, American Pickers. There you go. That's clean. Right. Pawn Stars. Well, there's mm. a lot of gambling degenerates who stumble in there but they just want money so they go gamble, go gamble. Away. with sweet old civil war muskets <laughs> <laughs> all right headache update i <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm feeling all right yeah i'm feeling okay i'm feeling okay meds are working i had a couple almonds and i think that helped a little food a little protein did you eat breakfast this morning no yes oh, okay. i did an yeah. eggplant yeah. <laughs> delicious <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your advice and last week's feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, we hit this one out of the ballpark 
in the first 10 seconds of the show. Right, we're done. We want your suggestions for how we should uh, freshen up or snazz up, as the kids say today, <laughs> our intro to this old relevant podcast. I, I've been saying the exact same thing for going on it's, probably four and a half of the seven years. It's the and, uh, um, and now, now, you know what? Actually, the intro that I say right now is the week of the date is from a reader, a listener suggestion. Right. Because um, he was saying as he would listen to them on his iPod, he didn't know which one was which. He would have to stop and go look at it, you know, and he's... We're kicking off June 15th. And, and, <laughs> I, don't know I mean, and, and, and we have a lot of new listeners who don't understand why I say Loverland, Virginia, which was just a stupid pun just on <laughs> Virginia is for lovers like three years ago. And for some reason, I say it every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I do. I don't know why I say ones and twos. I'm a creature. <clears throat> it's, you know what? You know what it is? I don't prepare at all for this. And I stumble and you yell in at here. Us for preparing. Well, you guys, I'm the host. I just I just moderate. You guys <laughs> should come prepared with the material. So I just stumble in here and I just like robotically say the, everything the same. So you need to help us spruce it up. Do you have any suggestions? You could introduce it like, um, they, hey everybody, it's the Relum Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. Do your intros and be like it's, and then you could say the date. You know, just like maybe mix up the order. Okay, same Not, basic ingredients. Different arrangements. Different arrangements. Like if you came in and you were just like, I'm Cameron Strang and it's the week of. Yeah, still same inflection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang? <laughs> <laughs> it's the week of. <laughs> okay, so write us with your suggestions on how to spruce up the show. Intros. Not the show. We're fine with the show. Yeah, we're great <laughs> with the show. Don't we don't want your suggestions for the show. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> It's limited at the bottom of the pita pit, and that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> um, so you can hit us up on any in, in any number of ways. The primary way would be the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You could also go to our new Facebook page by searching Relevant Podcast, or hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Okay, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. All of you, literally. <laughs> We've been watching the live feed. Yeah, All of you are waiting for this. Um, we have a big announcement. No, Maya's what not is pregnant. It? <laughs> no, no. Uh, we've been working for the last nine months on a brand new relevantmagazine.com. It is now phase one is launched right now, this moment, as you're listening to the podcast. If you're an early adopter and you got this on iTunes on Friday uh, evening, it's down right now because we're turning it on. <laughs> if you're a semi early adopter and hearing it some point on the weekend, you'll see it. Go right now and check it out. <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about the, the new website. Um, first, first things first, uh, radical new look and feel, a lot of new content. I'll get to that in a second. It's going to be launching in phases through late in the year. So this is phase one. In about a week, uh, a couple more features are going to roll out, and mm-hmm. we're going to launch uh, Relevant U, uh, which is our college uh, uh, content area, which is new, Relevant U. That'll launch next week. Um, Relevant TV and The Drop are getting overhauled so substantially. They're going to be down for a few more weeks, probably about four weeks total. They'll be offline. But you can still check out all the RTV stuff on our YouTube channel. But just trust me when I say, when they come back, it'll be worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be doing things like uh, the mobile interface. We'll be doing things like an all-new commenting and messaging system where it'll integrate comments, Facebook, and Twitter conversations into one thing on the articles then we're going to be rolling out uh the site will get smart and it'll know the things that you're interested in more and it will naturally just show you more content that you're interested in it'll also start 
I mean, there's a little behind the scenes business stuff. And also start tailoring the ads you see to your interests. So you, if you're really coming to us because you're into the music stuff, you're not going to see an ad for a pastor's conference and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll make your entire experience just more enjoyable. Uh, we have several other new uh, a new Reject Apathies coming uh, next, which is a section that magazine readers have seen uh, emerge in the magazine. That'll be hitting hard uh, late this summer, early fall. There's a lot coming, a lot coming. But this phase one launch is a complete new redesign. Um, uh, it's, it does a number of things. The amount of content we used to put on the front page of the website uh, is now in several sections of the website. So the, the God section, the life section, the culture section, there's a new blog for culture uh, called The Aggregator. Uh, we have a new section we're launching called Current, which is like op-ed, news, current events. Uh, we're going to be publishing all those sections every day uh, versus just kind of the front page, which is awesome. But the big thing, this is the really cool thing, is all of the magazine content is now available for subscribers, yeah. uh, instant access. So not only the current issue, you'll see it first, you'll get instant access first, uh, but our entire archives in time. We're launching right now with the last 10 issues, but over the course of the year, we'll be adding all the way back to day one. So you could subscribe now, but you could read 59 issues of Relevant if you wanted to, both in web format, but also the uh, the actual original designs uh, as far as a full screen kind of flipper interface will both be there. So you can do, do both. Um, the other cool thing is subscribers that are back in the premium sections, there's there's a few uh, things that are just for you. Number one, it's not just uh, content that you can read, but there's uh, your download center where you can get your free albums. Um, we're gonna be putting other things in your download center, so like eBooks and other content that's just for you guys that'll be right there, um, uh, easy to access for you, which will be really cool. But also all the, all the premium experiences. So like the podcast archives after the, uh, I think it's the number that are available in iTunes. So I think that's eight or so, uh, eight, 10 maybe? 12, 12, 12. I think. So after the current 12 podcasts, the long-term archives, seven years of, of shows are available only for subscribers. All of the live mm-hmm. performance MP3s and downloads are available for subscribers. So even if you don't want to pay money to read stuff, we are putting so much premium content and media available to just you guys that hopefully it'll convert more people to be to supporting the uh, the magazine as a as a subscriber. Uh, but the cool thing is when you're back there and you're in the premium land, you can share all that content. So you could tweet a link to the article, you could tweet uh, or post on Facebook, and the people who like the New York Times mm-hmm. click on that link, even if they're not a subscriber, could could read it. So you could love the new cover story and share it, and all your friends ca- can read it, which is really cool. Uh, the other thing it does is now all of the iPad magazine, when you're reading the magazine on your iPad, all of the content is going to be shareable. So you could, from the iPad, click a link to tweet a link to the new Avet Brothers cover story. It'll go out through your Twitter on your iPad. And the link that people click on will take them to the Avet Brothers cover story on the website. Um, but again, magazine content is just going to be for subscribers now. Um, if, you, if people want to kick the tires a little bit on the site before they plop down $15 for instant access, uh, you can just register for the site and you'll get uh, five premium clicks you could read or see or download five premium things uh, for free so you can kind of test it out but the interface the mag the web magazine interface of the content is just stunning huge graphics huge images really really beautiful really beautiful uh, it's a completely new era for us online now this design is phenomenal it's been a long time coming the design and development teams have been working on it for a long time basically when we launched the uh 
the iPad in September, uh, they started working on the new website. Hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's almost a year ago. But yeah, almost. I mean, ten months ago, nine months ago. So it's uh, it's been something that we've invested in heavily, 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 and we're really excited about the new era that it's going to embark for the for the uh, uh, really the relationship we have with our readers uh, to be able to publish a premium experience on multiple platforms. So anyway, go check it out, thenewrebelmagazine.com. It is something we are very, very excited about, and we hope you like what you see. Um, it's a, I hate to say, a soft launch, but we know that there are bugs and some things missing and things like that. Um, we've been hustling to get up. We just want to get up, and we will every day be fine-tuning it and adding new features. And so just keep checking back every day and watch the new thing emerge over the next few months. It's going to be really fun. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Calvin Kearley. <laughs> I'm the jungle bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. <laughs>